0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dan Kelly is the uh, president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. We've talked to Mr. Kelly uh, since this whole situation began, and we've tracked how small business in this country has been suffering and continues to be challenged and suffer. Remember, before COVID started... Small business, the entrepreneurs of this country, the people who are the backbones of the communities in which they operate, sponsoring kids' sports, um, various activities and organizations in their communities, they accounted for more than 8 million jobs. They were the number one employer sector in Canada. Dan Kelly, president of the CFIB. Mm -hmm joins us on the program. Dan, thank you for coming back. I'm going to say it. I'm going say it reluctantly because I don't want to say it anymore, but I'll say it to you. Happy New Year. And when, when we look at the provinces, particularly in which we broadcast, so Ontario, East to West, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia, what's the reality for small business across Canada and particularly in these provinces?
1: Well, look, some of the provinces are working hard to try to keep businesses open. But all provinces have put in place fairly significant and biting capacity restrictions uh, for businesses. So in most provinces, uh, activities like, like indoor dining, uh, like going to the gym, that is restricted to a 50% capacity restriction. In some provinces, B.C. has actually uncharacteristically cracked down pretty hard. They've closed gyms altogether in that province but none of the five provinces, uh, Ontario West, has gone as far as Ontario, and that is to put in place blanket lockdowns once again. In Ontario, uh, as you and I both know well, uh, now we have not just capacity restrictions for, for some, like retailers, mm-hmm. but gyms, indoor, di- indoor restaurant dining, once again, completely closed. We have arts and entertainment businesses completely closed, once again, to indoor traffic. And that means that for some businesses in parts of Ontario, they have been already closed down, if you can believe it, for over 400 days since the pandemic began, and now the clock is ticking once again. Uh, Of course, now these businesses, Roy, are desperately, desperately weakened. Whether they're being restricted, businesses across Western Canada and Ontario are being restricted either through lockdowns, capacity restrictions, but many businesses are telling us that it's just the fear over Omicron that, that governments and public health officials have, have worked hard to, to create that is causing many consumers to stick home. And, and that, of course, is killing businesses along the way.
0: So uh, what's the number? And you had a number for us last year. What's the number of small businesses in this country, Dan, that is ready to fail?
1: So when we did our, uh, our earlier estimates, we've done them twice now. Uh, In both cases, our our kind of mid-range estimate was that that 180,000 businesses, that's one in six small businesses, will close their doors forever as a result of the damage that they've taken on through the pandemic. Um, Our high-end estimate, though, was close to 250,000 businesses that might close their doors permanently. And as Omicron now means that more businesses are closing their doors once again with imperfect supports to try to compensate for that, Um, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the number was was significantly higher than than the 180 and perhaps closing in on that that upper estimate. That would be absolutely devastating. That could be, you know, basically one in five businesses gone forever as a result of
0: COVID damage. Yeah, the employment numbers would be absolutely dramatic. Also, when you said 400 days not being allowed to be open, I, I my immediate thought was how many people in this country could survive without a paycheck for 400 days?
1: You know, and that's the part that I think has been missed by by many. Look, all of us are concerned about COVID and concerned and and recognizing that uh, that, that it, this isn't business as usual. But but how many of the the officials that are making these decisions would be as cavalier about it if their paycheck was was ground to zero for 400 days? Yeah, because they don't have and to worry about it. it. No, they don't. And, and, and look, I, I know that everybody's trying to do their best and, and be guided by as much real data as we possibly can. But there are huge consequences of what we're doing. And I have to, I mean, the question that I'm asked about a million times a week is how much longer can we keep doing this? Yeah. At some point, we as Canadians are going to have to make the decision to say, you know what, we're going to have to try to find a way to live with this. Uh, rather than just locking down indiscriminately like we're doing in Ontario, like we're you know closing schools as we've done in Ontario, other provinces and jurisdictions around the world are finding other solutions to try to keep the economy going, to try to keep kids back in school and deal with the COVID threat at the same time. But Gosh, uh, certain parts of Canada, particularly Ontario, have been locked down happy and have pressed that button time and time and time again, so, putting businesses in this purgatory, never letting them recover.
0: So is there a range of response, and you'd think after almost two years, they'd have figured out a, a methodology to deal with this. Is there a range of response really A to B when it should be A to Z? I mean, do, are, have they narrowed themselves? Have they created a crater for themselves that they just jump into at the first uh, suggestion that something is 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 on the horizon? You know, let me just expand on that for just a second, if I may. The premier talked about premier premier Ford of Ontario talked about a fifty percent capacity in in retail outlets and malls. So uh, I tweeted out. How does that possibly make any difference? How is, that Im- how is that better? How does that hold Omicron at bay? And other than a few days just before Christmas, Dan, when I'd go to malls, they weren't at full 50% capacity even then. So what do you do? Uh, you say we're going to hold you to 50% capacity when you're not even at 50%? You
1: know, and, uh, you're absolutely right. You raise a really, really important point. And, and you know, I've had direct conversations with many of the public health officials that are making these decisions. When I ask that question that you're asking, uh, the response to me is, you know what? We're not really closing businesses. We're not really limiting capacity because the business activity is inherently risky. We're doing it because we're trying to send a message to the public to stay home. And if the public sees that malls are fully open and and that restaurants are open... They're going to say, well, wait a minute, I guess we can go to that dinner party and hang out with our friends the same way we always do. I'm not sure that that message is working, I have to tell you. Uh, I don't know that the, like, you know, with, I don't know that people we're not, are listening. We're not four-year-olds. Dan, we're, we're not, not
0: four-year-olds. Well,
1: this, this is it. and I And I have to say... Other places are starting to find other solutions. Uh, you know, the fact that we have this, you know, this eyedropper approach to, to, to ICU capacity in Canada has just got to be one of the issues we deal with post-pandemic. I would have thought that in the past two years, we would have been able to bump up our at least our temporary ICU capacity to try to ensure yeah. that we don't have threats to the healthcare system every system every six minutes.
0: If you want to hear more...